Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Raul, what do you call a mushroom at the party? Jonathan? The fun guy. Oh, I thought that we were talking about you. I am a fun guy, and you're a fun guy. We're all fun guys. On knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Um, We're going to do a little intro before we cut to commercials. Um, Basically, Raul, what are we going to be talking about today? We got sports. We got Dade County. We got COVID, and we got superheroes. That's all it's all about, baby. Very excited to talk about it. Raul knows the most about uh, superheroes and comics. So cool little segment at the end. Stick around to the end to watch it. It's going to be great, guys. You're not going to regret it. Um, your executive producer Joseph over here has been sweeping all day because of Mammy he just put that work in. It literally took his breath away. Yeah, man. For guys, for you guys that don't know or follow us on social media, Joseph is our executive producer from the undead. It's the skeleton in the corner of my room. KNR podcast everywhere. Let us know. All right, guys. Um, enjoy the show. Here's some commercials. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold down. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why he, can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Happy Wednesday, fun guys, funguses, mushrooms, all of it. How's it going out there? We're doing great. Yeah. Woo, optimism. Optimism all around. Well, just to go straight into it, talking about some optimism. How about that sweep, huh? Bring out the brooms, ladies and gentlemen. Bring out the brooms. I hope they have some nice lakes in Indiana because those guys are going fishing. Just in case you have no idea what it is that we're talking about. Well, you live under a rock, first and foremost. And second, our Miami Heat have just swept the Indiana Pacers in the first round of the playoff in the bubbles. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indiana Pacers. We all know that little, not bad blood, but that little feud that we had between Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. Well, these guys put the work in. TJ Warren didn't show up. And now uh, we're looking nice, man. We're looking nice facing Milwaukee. Um, I, w- I want to say within probably within the next week, within the week, we're going to the first game will commence. And um, what a matchup that's going to be, bro. I think so, for sure. Well, Milwaukee still has to win game five, but I think that's pretty in the cards for them right now. But uh, I think it'll be a great matchup defensively, especially with now reigning defensive player of the year, Giannis on, on the team. I, I'm very excited to see what they do. But I don't know. Uh, I I think Jimmy Butler could hold him down, and that'll be that. If he stays healthy, man. If he, if stays, he healthy, stays healthy, I see he was hurt, rubbing his shoulder, and you know, as an older dude. So let's uh, let's hope that he stays healthy. Everybody stays healthy. I mean, for the most part, when it comes to the NBA playoffs, I always think that the difference maker is the team that has the healthiest uh, unit. Unless, of course, you're the Cleveland Cavaliers and you have LeBron James, and you go down three one with everybody hurt. LeBron James is LeBron James. He's gonna make he's gonna make stuff happen. 2016 we need a last dance version of that guys somebody anybody but for the most part we're all pretty healthy you 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 um you had a couple points about uh dragic absolutely dragic well um so this dragic i I think he's having a career resurgence especially right now in the bubble uh so just to go why i feel that way he just he's one year removed from a five-year 90 million dollar contract which he was in the middle of when the heat acquired him so you're paying this guy almost 20 mil a year at that point and then of course he he is he's on the decline and now he come on he's 34 years old but want to know what else he's doing for 34 he's averaging 34 minutes a game in the playoffs in the bubble right now that guy's a trooper bro that guy's a that guy's a scrapper um uh and and i believe he's is he i think he might be coming off the bench for the most part oh uh, yeah yeah he yeah but if he so quote Dwayne wade come off the bench start whatever you need to do drag it to the man Dragic is a man for it. What a rave review from a Heat legend like Dwayne Wade, huh? Yeah, man. If not the and biggest they, Heat they legend. played together for a little bit too. They did play together, and they were actually in the playoffs together the last time that the Heat were in the playoffs. So normally, yeah, man, age is something I would definitely say is a setback, but these guys just seem to be going at it. And Jimmy Butler is a little older. I want to say he's like what 30, 31, but he's an old 31 after playing for those Chicago Bull teams, right? For sure, for sure. That's a good toll. But now he's having fun over here, bro. And I mean, dude, the center, it's centerpiece. The centerpiece is Bam Adebayo. That's the that's the man with the plan. That's the guy you want to get the ball to. That's the guy you want to cover the best player, whether it's a guard or a center. That guy could cover it all. That guy's pulling up from three-point land now. That guy's balling out. Really hope he gets the uh, most improved player of the year. Uh, he deserves it, my personal opinion. I think so as well. Uh, well, the person in second place for that might have just flamed out in the playoffs. Shout out to TJ Warren. TJ Warren. I mean, granted. Great stuff. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Indiana Pacers, especially as a Heat fan, but I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle. And I hope to see TJ Warren continue to grow as a player because when what he was doing was pretty cool. 50, 50, 50 plus in the first game into the bubble. Game winner against the Lakers. Yeah, man. Well, not, yeah, no, um, he really stepped up. And and honestly, I don't think it was fair to I get why it was so sensationalized, but that bubble sample at this point kind of kind of made him look even worse in the playoffs, even though if you look at the stats, the playoffs are very consistent with the season averages before the bubble, which is about 19, four and two. So, so at that point you have that coincision. It's just, man, you, you, you show up like that with 50 points, averaging 50 points a game for like five games or whatever, you know, you're going to buy into the hype. And 
do you think that that was a fair hype to give them in that in that essence? I think they overhyped it. I think that if they wouldn't have like put so much attention on it, he wouldn't have flamed out. Um, and then let alone that that dispute between Jimmy Butler and playing the Miami Heat in that first round, man, that doesn't help your cause either. You're getting guarded by a t- arguably a top five defender for uh, for front court in the NBA with with Jimmy Butler. And let alone that, <coughs> excuse me, Tyler Hero. That guy's a great defender too. Miami Heat for years and years have years have based their teams around the, their defense. So, I mean, granted, dude, it's Eric Spolstra. That guy's a defensive genius. Pat Riley's also knows good a, a one-two thing about winning through defenses. So, you know, um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna continue going doing great going forward. Um, I say Heat in six against Milwaukee. You say Heat in six, man. I like your optimism, uh, but. I don't know if I could count Giannis out yet, but with that said, I could definitely count out a lot of guys off that team. So, yeah. And I like what the Heat are doing. I think that we're doing great all around. And look, you got Tyler Tyler Hero, first first ever playoff series off the bench, averaging 16 points a game. You have Bam out of bottle, like we talked about, killing the game. I haven't been following Chris Nunn too much. I haven't heard too much about him, but... Who, Kendrick? Kendrick Nunn? Ken, Chris Nunn, right? My, my mistake. I was thinking about Chris Dunn from the Bulls. Mm. Um, yeah, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I haven't heard too much about him, but, you know, you have Duncan Jones Jr. You have a lot of guys that are just stepping up in a way that maybe a lot of people didn't expect them to. Especially Tyler Hero, man. Shout out to him, man. He's been balling out. You could call me Tyler, but I'm not your hero. He's, uh, he's been balling out, man. No, I, I'm i very excited about the future uh, of this team. And, yeah, and shout out to Spolstra with, with pos- positionless basketball. I think that the the way that the Heat have set that up, their system, even though they haven't been able to win big in that system per se without the big three, I think that they have a great foundation to win big, if not now, in the future. Yeah, no, for sure. And let's also let's also put the point that the Indiana Pacers aren't a bad team either. Not at all. And also they had a lot of injuries. You have Sabanis injured. You have Toladipo. Well, he's been injured all season. That guy's not 100%. He hasn't been 100% in, yeah. in a year. TJ Warren did have a foot sprain as well. But Jimmy Butler had a shoulder sprain too. So yeah, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's it's very eye opening to see the Miami Heat sweep an Indiana team that's not that bad. I didn't think it was gonna happen. I didn't think it was gonna happen either. I, I thought they'd win at least one or two games from the Indi- Indiana's perspective. But hey, more power to them. We got a couple of days to rest. We have a couple of old guys on our team, so they definitely need it. Most definitely, man. Sometimes you would think that that's a retirement over there. You know what I'm saying? You got. Goran at 34, Iguodala 35, Jay Crowder 33. You got a bunch of guys just up there going. They're still pushing, and I think it's great. But, you know, let's move on a little bit from the heat. Um, So, breaking news, guys. The Pacers coach, Nate McMillan, has been relieved of his duties. Um, I, I have an opinion on that. I find it crazy how you could be a successful coach for years, and then that's it. They just drop the axe on you, especially I don't think he had a first – to be honest with you, I don't think any coach should be fired this season. I'm, maybe maybe because it's not my business. I don't work in it. It's not my team. But uh, I don't think it's fair to, to assess a coach's performance this season, even when, you know, I don't think he had a lot to work with in, in the considering injuries, the timing. We got to the bubble. We got to do this. Do you feel the same way with um, the Philadelphia 76ers head coach? I I like Brett. Honestly, I would have traded some people before I fired Brett Brown. You think so? I definitely think so. I think that their team is uh, 
it's a it looks great on paper. Wanna know what that team reminds me of? The 13 Lakers. Remember when they brought Steve Nash, uh Dwight Howard, Kobe, Paul Gasol, thinking that these guys were come on, you just had Dwight Howard off did, back did surgery. Did they even make the playoffs? They they got swept in the first round. The only one out of those four guys to play was Dwight Howard. Man, could you imagine Steve Nash and Kobe in their prime, bro? If they would have played together. That wouldn't have been fair. Yeah, that dude, wouldn't have real. been fair. Like, for real, for real. what do you think is the closest thing to a backcourt like that right now? Oh uh, man, I mean, Golden State, I guess, would fall. Yeah, right? they're healthy. They're healthy. Nah, but you can't compare. You can't compare those that two talents. Steve Nash was always one of my favorite uh, point guards growing up. Kobe Bryant's Kobe Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, RP to to Mamba. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was actually his birthday the other day. So very happy birthday to Kobe. Happy belated, Kobe. We love you. But yeah, uh, but Philly, man, those guys. Ah, they're, they're, they're too big. I don't get it. They're too big. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're t- way too big. I think that we've learned uh, with the Ben Simmons thing that, yes, he could play point guard. Doesn't mean he should. I think we got to move him to the four. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this hasn't worked out. Now he's hurt. Like, come on. Enough with this guy being point guard. This guy can't shoot. I don't want to hear it. No free throws. Like, yeah. come on. You're, you're a point guard. You're going to take You're going to, you're a point guard. You don't want to shoot. Fine. You're not to shoot, but take it to the hole. And if you take it to the hole and you get fouled, make your free throws, bro. That's what these guys live off of. Look at James Harden, bro. Look at all these players. Donovan Mitchell, bro. Every time I tune in the spider to, to watch a Utah, Utah Jazz play, it's always Donovan Mitchell shooting free throws. I swear. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ragging on him or anything. It's just literally every time I tune in, it's he's shooting free throws. But because he drives in hard, bro. Yeah, but that's part of the game. Yeah. That's that that that's part of the game. And you have to adapt. And look, I'm not saying that you can't make it without knowing how, without a jump shot. You have a bunch of players that don't have a jump shot. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan. Right. But hey, it's possible. But I'm but I just think that that team that they built was they were like, yeah, let's hoard all these guys. And well, it didn't work out, man. I, I think the Rosen has, has developed a jump shot just because he got with the Spurs. I think Popovich is like, yeah, all that dunking, that's cute. You're going to sit in the gym for five hours every day, twice a day, and you're going to just shoot the ball. Yeah. Yeah, man. So how do you feel about um the the, the, um, the Houston Rockets, my friend? The Houston Rockets. 2-2. Two, two. They're 2-2, two, two, huh? Uh, they're playing who again? I'm sorry. OKC. Okay, OK, hey. Look, uh, let me drop some facts on you, man. OKC, I'm not going to talk smack about those guys. What? All right. So the average American, any American, you, me, anybody, has a 1.8% chance of becoming a millionaire in their lifetime. Anybody. It could be the homeless guy from down the street. OKC had a 0.02% chance of making the playoffs. Wow. So you have about 20 times better chance of becoming a millionaire making the playoffs. Think about that. That's crazy. Really sit in that for a second. So, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting in it. Yeah. And James Harden is actually my favorite current player. What? James Harden defended by Luguenz Dort. This this series, 18 points, 3 for 21 from field goal, 14.3%, by the way. 2 or 16 from 3 point, that's 12.5%. And then he's gotten uh, three block shots all by, while getting uh, defended by this uh, dude, Dort. But Harden against all other OKC players, he's shooting at 77 points. 26 for 44, and then 9 from 21 from 3 point. Yeah, he's been playing good, bro. I think that this guy, Chris Paul, is getting in his head, man. And also, you don't have your uh, your boy, Russell Westbrook, in the mix. Um, I wonder what his timetable is, man. You want to – maybe we could uh, – let's see if I can pull that up. <laughs> but regardless. Um, well, uh, that's actually game by game right now. Um, they said that he was supposed to be back by game five, so we'll see. Um, but I don't know. And But I think if, I think if he does come back – that's game blouses for sure. I think that that's it. I and yeah, Chris Paul probably did get in his head. Think about it. He was just there. What? This is the first season that he got traded away, right? Yeah. Second. Second. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll, so he got in his head. They were playing together. It just didn't work out. It didn't work out. But do I think that there's some beef left over from that? Absolutely. Do I think James Harden might have gotten Chris Paul traded away? On some level. For thing. sure. And then, come on, look at the history between Westbrook and Harden. They played together on the Thunder. They came up together. Let's go even before that. They were actually childhood teammates when they were 10, 11 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. but these guys are lifelong best friends. So, come on. It's like if I played for the Rockets and I'm playing with a guy who's kind of getting under my skin and I have a chance to play with my best friend, you don't think I'll trade for you? So, but now that's great to play with your friends, but you got to see if you guys are going to win. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm not sold. I think OKC takes it serious. I wow, really? Yeah. If Westbrook doesn't come back, I might have to meet you there. Well, they play today, I believe, at six thirty. So, so I guess we'll find out tonight, guys. Uh, but so to a little bit more serious topic, uh, COVID cases in Miami Dade County. Um, they're going down at in a dramatic fashion. We actually only have seven hundred seventy-three as of today new cases, uh, in the whole state of Florida, two thousand six hundred seventy-three total cases. So I guess there's I, I guess there's optimism there, but I'm a little cautious about it. What about you? Um, I still think that I mean not to not to sound crazy, but I'm I'm not convinced with all these numbers. Um I think that we still need to be extremely careful in going out and you know, communicating with people and just, you know, still be cautious. It's good to see numbers go down, obviously. But, you know, with everything that the news gives out, you just, you just, you don't want to be, you don't want to see these numbers and be like, ah, okay, I could go out, no mask. I could start hugging people again. No, let's. Yeah, we're definitely not there. Let's, uh, let's just, you know, let's enjoy the ride. Let's, you know, keep on doing what we're doing. Obviously, we're doing something right for these cases to go down. Or, you know, or they're just, they're just toying with everything. Yeah, maybe because t- testing has gone down and. And then the CDC uh, just today, actually, or yeah, just today. A couple hours ago. A couple hours ago, just released a statement without any background knowledge or anything, basically stating that if you are around people with COVID and you don't have any symptoms, you might not need to get tested, which that just, it doesn't make sense to me personally. Like, where do you, where, where did this come from? This is a very big U-turn, in my opinion, to just go from testing, 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 lockdown, lose, every, you know, lockdown everything to, hey, if as long as you're not around for too long, yeah, it 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 doesn't it makes it seem like less serious, dude. And then you think about it. Imagine you're a business owner, and you and you hear that news, and your business got shut down because of COVID, and, and it's still shut down. The CDC is just like, oh, you know, if you if you're around someone and you don't have symptoms, you know, just go chill. Yeah, just go chill. quarantine for a couple hours. Yeah, walk around with your hands. I'd be hot. I'd be like, I, what? I would be livid, and it makes you think, like. Our business, like what action are business owners going to take after this? Because I'm assuming that there has to be some type of action that's going to be taken by, by these people who are losing everything, which again, we, you understand why they had to shut down everything, but, but yeah, a statement like that is a slap to the face, especially by the CDC, which we're, which is who else are we supposed to follow? It's the only one, right? We don't have the who. We don't have the who. Who? Who? The FDA and Donald Who? Trump right now are beefing. Who? The World Health Organization? Who? Who? You don't know. And and then the CD, and the CDC is sponsored by the American people for the American people. So yeah, I'm very confused. But then, but then you see all these moving parts. Look at schools. They try to reopen schools. It didn't work out. So now you have virtual school, but yet you still have over 600 Miami-Dade County employees 
for school employees coming out positive for COVID. Yeah, no. Imagine schools were reopened. And what's the number for uh, children? Children over the last month, 9,000. The youth, man. The youth. I don't know. I, I, I mean, anything. And in any aspect that comes with children, bro, there's a, they're, they're our future, man. They're the most delicate, um, the delicate parts, the most delicate parts of society. And dude, to, for, for them to be exposed to something like this isn't fair. It's not fair. You know? But then people also make the case that learning from home is not learning at all to an extent. You know, it's just, it's, it's trial and error, guys. I, I, that's how I look at it. If this is the thing and homeschool is, or being homeschooled or doing virtual, virtual school is a thing, then we're only, it's, it's the first time that this, we do this. So we got to really, you know, we really got to extract good, you know, the positive from it and then learn from the negative and continue moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have to adapt. We got to try. And, but I don't know. I'm very curious to see how that goes. And, and they actually, and the state of Florida actually did try to pass a bill to reopen schools. But this morning, actually, it just got overturned uh, because it was considered unconstitutional. Uh, because basically, they wanted to reopen the schools because if not, they would have taken away funding from the schools because their thinking was, well, these guys aren't even there. What's the point? But you still need funding for these schools, for those programs and everything, if they do come back. But even then, think about your teachers. Think about that. I'm, I'm sure teachers could use the help and in, in buying the tools they need to teach their kids. And I'm sure that a lot of these people didn't know how to do all this training that, that they have to do now to teach online. This is a whole new world. You think they got compensated for that? Absolutely not. I don't think so. I mean, I, hey, if there's any teachers out there who have any, who have any feedback that they would like to talk about with us, please. Call, uh, please reach out to us at KNR Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, all of it. We would love to hear what you got to say. Email us, all of it. Email uh, KNR Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear it, but I don't see, but just following the tracking and the patterns of how they've been going about things, I don't see why they would compensate them in their thinking. I think they should be, obviously. The last thing I would want to see is is people getting, uh, um, what's like not having any drive to become a teacher. I don't see how you could right now, you know, unless like you genuinely care, unless you genuinely, genuinely care and are willing to sacrifice just about everything. I don't see how you can, uh, and you're not being in a, and you're not being put in a position to want to be. I don't, I don't see how anybody could wake up right now and be like, wow, let me go study to school, pay for it. It's going to take me decades to even make back what I'm spending on school. And yeah, I'll teach through a screen. Be on, be ignored by kids playing Fortnite, yay! Whoop de do! Like I don't, and I don't mean to sound so pessimistic about it, but it just it doesn't make sense to me. Nah, it's the truth of it all. It's you know, the truth of it all, man. And then, meanwhile, even though schools aren't reopening, we do have restaurants opening now Monday, August thirty first, at a fifty percent capacity inside. So, congrats, guys! If you want to have lunch and AC, you get to have it at the same time now. Uh, AC is not is no longer going to be an option. It's or yeah. is it now? It's going to well, be an option. Yeah, it is now an option simultaneously. Before it was one or the other. Uh, yeah, man. Like I had lunch the other day outside. I had to bring my own little personal fan. You know, you know those little that they saw like Disney and stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, it's the best. I love it. It's hot. It it's gets hot. hot, bro. It's hot. It's hot temperature. You got hot tempers. You got a hot. You got a lot of hot everything going on. Um, what do you think about this reopening? What's your opinion on that? Um, um, I think that, I mean, for the most part, I know that we had to get under 10% of, um, 
10% as far as uh, cases. And I know we're at like 9.1. So I think, I think for the most part, most restaurants have executed um, accordingly, you know, it's for Miami, the way that it is, and for as many restaurants as it is for those that couldn't. Um, and, you know, obviously a lot of restaurants didn't have patio seating, man. So it, it hurt a lot of restaurants, you know? So it's good to see that these guys are, um, have the opportunity once again to oblige by these guidelines and move forward, you know? Cause granted, bro, we I love eating out. You like you like eating out? I love it. I love eating out, bro. I love tipping. I love everything that comes with it. I love the experience. I love not having to get up to go get a drink. It's great. Yeah, I like being pampered, bro. I do too. I like being pampered. So I think that I think that it's it's a good step. I think that everybody has to, you know, get on board with it. I think more than ever, you know, when some restaurants opened up the first time around, I feel like people may, might have took it for granted. You know, they were just like, oh, money, 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 money. Now it's like, no, dude, we need to clean everything, disinfect everything, switch out your gloves, switch out your mask, wash your hands accordingly every every 15 minutes, whatever. So in order to move forward, you know, we have to we have to. That, that is the way. Unfortunately, you have to adapt. And and also even outside of us liking to go restaurants, this is we, you and I combined have worked in the have worked in the service industry for what combined almost 15 years uh yeah i have seven you have about eight yeah yeah so look at that and so it's this is something that we're passionate about this is something for that, sure that, yeah yeah that we, is personal the to food us. industry for sure i mean even if we don't want to pursue it anymore as work you know because we're on to other things um you don't you don't leave your past behind either unfortunately for, first and foremost make sure to take care of your servers when you're out there servers and bartenders you know we they've been struggling throughout these times especially now where unemployment isn't as grace gracious as it was before man once you guys go back out there make sure to tip your servers and tip your bartenders please and even if you're not out there I, i'm just gonna put this out there tip your delivery people whoever drops off your groceries everybody People are risking their lives. Even if that tip is, hey, smile more. You know, like anything, anything. Anything. At least a thank you. Yeah. That right now, I think that goes a very long way uh, to feel appreciated. Yeah. Or quote unquote essential. Right? Man, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. it's almost like demoralizing when you work your butt off and you, and you do everything right. You make the table laugh. You connect with them. You're there with their kids making faces like, you know, and then you get a 10% tip. You're like, cool. What? I thought we were cool. I thought we were friends. Here's your ranch. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? Like that's it. And it's very demoralizing. But we do have to be proud of the resiliency that uh that the restaurants I could have shown between creating outdoor seating. Like on South Beach, you can't you can't drive down Ocean Drive anymore. It's not a thing. Uh, all these restaurants just created more seating outside, and I think that that's something that hopefully in more suburban areas they could adapt to as well, uh, because. Unfortunately, even reopening, you have to understand a lot of people are just going to be terrified to even be in there. And with reason, especially when you're getting such mixed results, as we spoke about earlier, about, oh, one day you touch, you leave your house, you're going to basically melt. You know what I'm saying? To, oh, hey, just, you know, don't stand still for too long and you'll be okay. Well, hey. what was that story that you were telling me um, when you were working at First Watch and you what you lasted like a week with that patio situation. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Um, I actually went back to my server job uh when they when everything first reopened. I lasted about two weeks inside, then we got pushed to outside. So uh shout out to First Watch, great great people, uh great company. Just wasn't didn't work out for me. That's all. Um 
So basically, I said a week with the outdoor because they don't have outdoor seating at all. And they have this little narrow pathway where they put uh, seven tables between like four servers. So if you work as so it's if, like two feet, two feet that covers by. Uh... Yeah. So it started raining every day. I would literally walk. So my guests were getting rained on. I was getting rained on. The food was getting rained on. Put it this way. I walked outside. Immediately, the food got rained on. And I just refused to give it to tables because I'm not going to show up to your table with with a side of eggs and a full portion of water on it. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. And unfortunately, these are the circumstances that some people have had to work in. But you have to understand the business side of the business side of it as well. They're trying and you can't knock people for trying, especially right now. I'm just picturing you trying to like move a table with like food. And oh, your man, I have, th- there, I have like, three plates. Yeah, going. I, like oh. I'm I'm trying to hold an umbrella with my teeth. It's not working out. I might have to go to the dentist now. I don't know. It's it's just not it just wasn't it. But. You know, I think that we're get. I think we're adapting better now at this point in time as a community to those changes. And I like to think that we're understanding each other a little bit more as well, because it's hard. It's hard all over. It's hard. It, and then being a server, you want to go to that? You want to go work to that? Not me. Not me. Not me. Not me, man. Uh, forget about all that. I. I. But. I really hope that everything goes well with this first reopening, 50% capacity. I'm really optimistic about this. And and apparently so so are other cha- other fields as well cuz uh in Broward movie theaters open up or well, actually some have already opened up and they and they are opening up right now. Miami Dade is looking at an early September target date as well. But August 31st, all movie theaters in Broward will be reopened. Thank God. Thank God, but at the same time as somebody who loves that, I'm terrified yeah I'm not i am that. terrified i'm gonna watch i'm i'll be watching mulan at my house for sure but uh tenet tenet has been tenet christopher nolan film coming out has 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 been a big divider on this because around the world it's already reopened it's reopened it's gonna open up over here and then you have directors supporting this or even actors look at tom cruise tom cruise did actually surprised the screening in london by just showing up and so, he showed up to the screening and then he's been giving rave reviews about it all, all and about how you need to go watch it in the theaters to really appreciate it. But then you have directors like Scott Derrickson of Dr. Strange saying, Hey guys, I understand, but right now is not the time to go to theaters. So it's very, so it's very interesting to see powerhouses be on both sides of this, whether a unified output in such a big industry. So Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Would, would you go? Ah, I, only for the Madonie, the Madonie. What is it? Madonie, Ma- Madonie, Manatee showings, Manatees. Yeah, I'll go watch the Manatees. I don't care. Um, <laughs> definitely not. I would. Uh, I mean, in with anything that opens up now, that's like that. You know, I would definitely uh, take a take a a step. You know, like back and watch it unfold. Obviously, I hope for the best, and I ha- they have my full support. But, you know, there's a lot that comes into play. You know, I live with my family. I don't want to get anybody sick. Absolutely. So I want to just make sure that everything is, you know, I don't want to I don't want to rush into something and then boom, it blows up in my face. You know, so, of course, of course. So for, for the brave souls out there that are going to go to the movies, man, we love you. More power to you. Yeah, I'm definitely taking uh, the same route I took with Disney. Oh, that's right. You yeah. went to Disney. I, yeah. Talk about that. Absolutely. So, well, I. I let it zimmer down. I let like a month went by. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, where 
you know, cool. Everybody went great. I haven't, I haven't been hearing too much about it. Then I went to go check it out for myself for a day. I was, I was honestly impressed. I was very impressed. They have sanitation areas everywhere. And it's not just one little kiosk either. You have like five sanitation stands ready, any, any exit, any entrance throughout the lines everywhere. If you don't have your mask on, they will let you know to put on your mask. They are not, I, 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 I saw very minimal people uh, not wearing their mask, but whoever I did see, that was handled immediately. Uh, the social distancing lines, I think, are great as well. They have closed off a lot of kiosks reasonably. Um, it kind of looks like your local shopping mall right now a little bit, if I'm being honest with you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where just a lot of stuff closed down. But you understand, if you're going to be operating at such a small capacity, what do you need all those stands open yeah. for? And I guess that's part of the compromise as well of going to those parks and going to those places. Once you go inside, the first thing they do is, ch is uh, check your temperature. You go through three different stations. First, they check your temperature and they sanitize and they make you sanitize your hands. Great. And then that's where they check you. And then and then you have to go to a whole separate station. That's where they check you for, you know, your belongings and all that as well. Wow, they sound like they're really, they really put time and effort into this. Uh, you have a lot more to lose. Than, than what you gain, but you still have to gain something here. We said it once, we'll say it again. If there's anybody that's going to do this the right way, it's going to be Disney, 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 ladies Disney, and gentlemen. Disney. These guys know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I go keep on, keep on. Yeah. Any other points you want to make there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But overall, if you're willing to compromise and go have a good time and, and acknowledge the, what's happening, because the influence of COVID is there. This is not the happiest place on earth that you know anymore. But you could still have a good time if you're willing to acknowledge the reality of the situation. You could still, hey, and honestly, the lines are great, bro. I drove Tower of Terror three times. I rode a rock and roll roller coaster three times. What was, um, what did you, what was the longest that you had to stay in line? Oh, so the rise of the resistance, but that's okay. So, but that makes sense. Uh, so for that, actually, you have to go at a certain time and then you have to get a boarding pass, is what they call it. So, and then, so, so there's one at 10, there's one at two, there's one at six. So you have to get a boarding pass and then they give you a, a number. And then when that number of the group, see, like I was group 70. Right. So I, I got my boarding pass at two. I didn't go on until like that six o'clock. That sounds so cool. <laughs> it was super cool. It was very cool. And then, but once you get to the line, very thorough. I was, I, I was in the actual line, 15 minutes. Not bad. Not bad at all. I, I. I was I was thoroughly impressed. Like I said before, I'm actually going again in a couple months. Very excited, and hopefully, I could just go to more than one park. But I'm happy that I had that experience to see for myself. And yeah, I uh, I have zero complaints about how they're going about things. I mean, hey, lower your tickets prices a little bit, but I but I'm an annual pass holder, so it is what it is. I mean, they gotta make their money somehow, right? They gotta make their money somehow. I'm not upset at all. But uh, yeah, Universal though, I'm very. I would like to check out what they're doing as well in Universal. Just because I feel like they're probably doing it good as well. They actually reopened before Disney, and I haven't heard anything. Out anything. Of it. I haven't heard anything negative come from. Them. I haven't. I so that's a so that's good to know to, to to see these giant corporations, even if it's for financial gain or whatever, they're taking the proper precautions. Because just like if any just like if any company would handle that properly, if anybody could sweep something under the rug, it, it would be Disney or the Miami Heat. Or the Miami. Ah, right back to it, Faro, baby. Too, too bad we can't say the same about the Marlins, huh? No, man, those poor guys. Oh man, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Right now, these Marlins are throwing everybody out there. They're like, like they're literally getting anybody from like the from the minors, anybody. But here's the thing: 
they're performing, which is just blowing my mind. They actually just swept the Mets in their series. That's right. This season. Bunch of nobodies, bro. Bunch of nobodies. So but good for them, bro. They get the they get the opportunity to play in the plane. That's awesome. That's awesome to see. Extract beauty and extract light from darkness, man. And, you know, and, and then just creating and just creating some some type of entertainment for the fans. And the Dolphins, uh, I think that you could definitely lead us in on this one a little bit better than me. And Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of reports coming out that Tua has been improving over the time of camp. I know I want to say we're going into week two for the Miami Dolphins training cap, man. It's it's looking good. The players are looking good. Everybody's looking good. I'm very excited. Um, I want to say that I don't know if it was just Hard Rock Stadium, but I think for the most uh, stadiums in the NFL, they came out and they said that they're going to have, they plan on having fans. Like, they're going to sell tickets. Um, well, what was it, like 25% capacity? Something like that? So, I, okay, so um, Hard Rock Stadium fills up anywhere from sixty to 80,000 people. Now it's going to be 13,000, man. I wonder how, you think those tickets are going to be expensive? Oh, so I... I'm not going to I'm not going to a football game this season. I'll get NFL Sunday ticket for us. And, and it's not by choice. I, I would love to go to one, but of course I understand that you're gonna have to Yeah, gonna, no, you gotta sell it. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm assuming that maybe they'll be able to consolidate all the stands and everything to have as much minimal um uh, of overhead as possible. Cause you're not gonna have all the stands and everything open for thirteen thousand people. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, um, for the most part, Hard Rock Stadium, since, since talking to our friend, our good friend, Danny Castiel, um, he, he's brought up great points, how they're leading the way with testing and they're leading the way with just as an organization and support towards moving forward in this crazy time. So, and granted, if, if anybody's going to do this, right, the sports things, right, that's not the NBA, it's going to be the NFL, man. There's only what two sports that fill up whole stadium 60 to 80 80,000 people yeah. and that's football and football you know so say what you want about uh, uh football but it brings it, it it brings the masses in it has a global following and these these players want to play for the most part so we're um i think i think that these guys are going to handle it accordingly i think these guys are going to do a great job um i'm not a huge fan of Roger Goodell but hey like I said, if anybody's going to do it right, it's going to be the NFL. And let alone that you have ownership of the teams that are also on top of this as well. And granted, if you mess up now, dude, if you mess up now as the owner of an organization, now it's bigger than football. You're putting people's health on the line. Lives. And if you, if you, if you, God forbid that you mess up and you don't take the, you don't properly, um, you know, plan for for bringing in 13,000 people which kind of doesn't seem like a lot for a stadium that fills up 60,000 people but something bad could happen bro and if something happens you're held accountable not the NFL that owner for that team because it's their stadium the NFL is giving you hey man we're gonna do this the right way here are the supplies here are the tools you gotta build it you build the shed bro let's go Absolutely, but but if there is a stadium that I think could do it, it's the Hard Rock. They've been leading in testing for for the county. They, yeah, they, they they've been setting they've won that awards up. too. They, they won awards for this, and they have the funding to do it. These guys are financially backed up right now. It's not like there's a little rinky dinky team in the middle of nowhere that no one cares about. So. I'm very excited for them. I'm happy that they're able to do this. I think it's going to be great for the fans, especially those who could attend. I'm sure that I'm sure that the precautions are going to be in place. If there's an organization that has earned our trust 
as a community at this point with their with with how they've handled things i think it's a dolphins or organization now if they could earn our trust as a sports team that'll be great yeah for the love of god please somebody anybody win some games well well i hope that that rumor that you told me about earlier today is true earl thomas earl thomas man what a get that would be that'd be crazy uh we definitely need the safety after uh after rashad jones's exit um yeah, man, that guy's a that guy's that guy's an animal, bro. That guy's a stud. Um, his locker room presence is huge, bro. But so I've heard cases that he's a little bit of a nutcase. But bro, you want you especially on defense, you want a nutcase. You want someone to be yelling at people, telling everybody, ah, you know. So yeah, even in practice. Yeah, even in practice, man. And we're talking about practice, dog. not a game, not, not a, a game. game. Practice, practice, bro. Don't come at me with that practice. practice. Shout out to Adam Harrison. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that guy's a lunatic. But you know what? Maybe that's what you need to win sometimes. And, and hey, like you said, I'd rather have somebody screaming at screaming at my team to get the best work out of them than oh, it's okay. We'll try again next time. You need you want that. You don't, bro. In sports, you don't know if there's a next time. Yeah, and especially the Dolphins that. Not to say that they're soft. They have, you know, their their head coach is a strong, firm head coach. They have players that are vocal. But on defense, bro, on defense, I want that. I want the Earl Thomases, the Ed Reeds, you know, the Sean Taylors, RIP to that guy, bro. Like, Everybody. I want that guy to be like, I'm going to come at you with everything I'm, I, that I got, and I'm going to put you straight on your butt. Dog. Call me Paul Dameron. You know, so very excited about it let's talk about other things we're excited about so raul so practice huh practice something that dc's had practice with is uh finding their batman jesus yeah uh, yeah absolutely right now so um i don't know if any if there's any comic book fans out there that, uh over the weekend dc had a virtual convention called dc fandom where it's basically their own little comic con but done virtually and, and they drop news about everything everything they showed a bunch of trailers too right a bunch of trailers you have black at well well artwork for a uh, black adam with with dwayne johnson you have the new suicide squad trailer looks incredible with james incredible. gunn director and writer of a Guardi guardians of the galaxy and fun fact the two live action scooby-doo films same guy who would have known little not me well <laughs> except right now <laughs> little little uh little tidbit there so that's going to be exciting um but what i'm and then a couple of video games dropped a suicide squad video game drop a gotham knights video game which is ba basically a, a con continuation of the arkham series um if you play those type of games well they're gonna make one where red hood batgirl uh, Nightwing and Robin team up because Batman died. Fire, dude! What? That's crazy. crazy, 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 crazy. And then what? And then what they're doing with the in film? So Robert Pattinson's Batman trailer dropped. Man, <sighs> I was a fan from the cat from the get. I feel like from the casting, right? from the from the get, from the get, from the get. What uh, Robert Pattinson has been doing these last few years, even though it's been more mature content, it's just shown how the range this guy has from lighthouse to it ain't no twilight it ain't no twilight a bunch of stuff man um and i'm just good time if you saw a good time you would come on this guy's ready and the trailer did not disappoint what do you what do you think about all the movement and this how broody it really was yeah and i thought it was super it was super um cool i thought it was super dope it was very dark very um I like I like James Patterson for the most part, man, and I'm looking forward to see what is Robert Patterson. I'm sorry, I'm looking forward to see what uh what he has in store, man. I think this is a big role for him. I think he realizes this, and um, 
Granted, dude, at the same time, bro, you're playing Batman, dude. How, like, could you imagine that? Like, watching these, like, like the movies and the animated shows as a kid, and then you get the opportunity as an actor to play this role that has been played by so many great actors, bro. Absolutely. I'd I, faint. Bro, it's crazy, but I admire the path he took to it. He was so over the whole Twilight thing, and then you could find out about this. Like, he almost resents how famous he got because of Twilight. Because no one took him seriously, which I understand. You play a sparkling vampire. Not a lot of people are going to see you as Batman. But yet he put in the time over the last decade, really, of just independent movies, small, small movies. And then over the last years, they've been growing, growing with critical acclaim and then re reaching financial acclaim. So the point where you have to you have to imagine the confidence and the self-insurance he had had to regrow and regain to be comfortable putting himself back into that international spotlight. Because this is arguably one of the biggest roles of all time, Batman. It's crazy. Robert Pattinson is going to be such an incredible Batman. And and then let's take it even farther, talking about how you brought up all those other actors. Well, in the Flash movie, um, I so so there's a thing called Flashpoint in, this, in the comics where Flash goes back in time to save his mom who passed away when he was little. But then that ruins the whole timeline disruption and causes multiple timelines to occur. And so, so they're going to use that as the basis for the Flash film. So he's going to, so he's going to cross paths with three different Batmans: Michael Keaton's Batman from the Tim Burton films, Ben Affleck, or as I like to call him, Batflick, and Robert Pattinson's Batman might make an appearance in that as well. Wow! So imagine potentially we could have three Batman in scene at the same time talking to each other in a world where flashpoints. That's all I got. <laughs> you, hey, I was excited. You had me. I was I like, going. oh man, I was like, yo, is this guy? Is he about to drop some bombs on me? Oh man, cast me, cast me, right? But uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm just as a fan. And then Ben Affleck, uh, I, I feel like he got a really bad hand at his role in Batman. Think about it. He came in to write, direct, and star in his own Batman movie. That all got taken away. Uh, Batman, Batman vs Superman just got ridiculed consistently, which for not being a kids movie, it wasn't marketed as a kids movie. It was not market. I, it was not marketed as a kids movie. And then with the mishap of Justice League between Zack Snyder needing to step away because of family issues and Joss Whedon, uh, for lack of better term, bastardizing that movie, in my opinion, um, it's just it's 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 nice to see that Zack Snyder will have another opportunity to to recreate his vision because they're gonna make Zack Snyder's Justice League. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I can't wait. Um. And you know, for those out there that don't know who Zack Snyder is, do you want to say some of the projects that he absolutely? Oh, uh, so first film was Dawn of the Dead remake back in 04. Uh, he's done Watchmen. Uh, he's actually exclusively worked with Warner Brothers, which owns DC. Um, he's done, uh, he's done 300. He did Watchmen. He's, uh, he's done a lot of work for D Man of Steel. Uh, he, he was, he was actually the person who was supposed to set up the, the, uh, DC universe. But then again, due to the reticle from, well, Man, Man of Steel was already divisive from the get from that last scene where he killed Zod. I don't know. I appreciated it. Yeah. I, I thought it was realistic and it made sense to me. This guy was about to kill well, first off, they had to destroy the whole city, basically. But that's because Superman, that was his first real fight as Superman. That was his first Superman adventure. I don't expect him to be able to do everything right. Yeah. 
And then Zod was out here killing family. He was literally about a laser beam through a whole family. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You know? And then, yeah. And then you got Batman killing people left and right. But after 20 years of fighting crime, every, would he, how would he, you be jaded at that point? 20? Yeah. And you never, not that he's ever searching for love or anything or admiration, but he never got, you know, his dude, he was always darkness. Yeah. You know? And then just attacked for being him, for, for attacked for doing what he does. And so I'm very excited for all, for all those people at DC. It's great. It's great to see that turnaround after that funky moment that they had with Suicide Squad Man, also yeah, being a flop. They, just had, they flopped out hard. But I think, yeah, like Wonder Woman is really, I think, what set everything back on track. Wonder Woman's so great. Everything you saw it, super awesome. Yeah, Wonder Woman 80, Wonder Woman 1984 just dropped the trailer at DC Fandom as well. Uh, 1994, 84, 84, 1984. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, yeah. And I love what they're doing there because Batman vs Superman takes, took place in, in present time. So first Wonder Woman, World War One. Second one in the eighties. So I think that if there is a trilogy, I think it's going to coincide at a great time. I think it's all going to fall together really well. I'm very excited about everything they drop. I'm excited for the future of those movies because Marvel has just been bullying these guys. Oh, no, it's, it hasn't even been a fair fight. It's it, they didn't stand a chance. It hasn't even been a fair fight. They didn't stand a chance. So I think, I think they have a very bright future ahead. I think that H, I think what they're doing with HBO Max is the move. Um, I'm just, I was just blown away all around. I I really I really don't have anything negative to say. Yeah, I'm looking forward for the future. I like I kind of like the superheroes in uh in DC a little bit more. But the execution is key yeah. in showing them, man. You know, so let's let's uh let's hope that they do uh let's hope that they do it justice because they can I don't think they could afford another couple flops. Here, I mean, man. they are the Justice League. You know, you know. So we'll see. But yeah, and 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 it's just a shame because these are their big big guys. Think about it. Uh, when when Marvel started off their cinematic universe, they started with Iron Man, who was at that point a B list hero at most. He like he probably came into more of the forefront of the current generation due to the civil war series back in 06 uh but overall that was their guy that was I, iron man was not a big iron man was no wolverine he was no whole yeah like there was no he spider-man wasn't, he wasn't the, he was b-list at most and you could say something about captain america yeah and now look and they it. led the way bro they led the with these guys are cultural icons now yeah thor like that's it like you have people who want to be thor you see you you see a guy you, you see a guy that's tall muscular with long blonde hair and some type of beard you're not calling him a viking you call him thor you see a guy with a goatee and and you know some nice glasses you're not calling him tech guy you're calling him tony stark these guys are, are turned into icons. Yeah, these guys are definitely. Um, it's, yeah, you think about Iron Man's character, and it's just like, like you think I superhero. What's the, when I say superhero? What's the first superhero that comes to your head? Superman, though. That's yeah, the thing. you see, Superman. That's the thing. Me too. That type of character, like an almost like an alienated style character from another planet with with these crazy uh, powers and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then he chooses to be to use him for good. And I think that's a beautiful thing about it. The fact that we see all these characters that come on, think about it. If it wasn't for the, the only difference between them and us is morals, I think, and the powers. But I think I think now is when DC is finding their footing on finding the nuance to relate to the crowd, as where I think Marvel from the get did such an excellent job in making you feel 
when I watched before when I watched DC movies, it felt okay. These are people that the difference between me and them is well, they're super powerful beings and they have this responsibility and they have to think differently. As for when I watch a Marvel movie, I just think that could be me. I just don't have a giant suit. Yeah, I think that's where they hit it on the money, man. Yeah. Like, like what well, if you really think about it, Iron Man's power is what? His fucking his brain. His brain. Let's say Captain America's powers is yeah, yeah, yeah. He got all this added bonus and stuff, but it doesn't work out if he's not that guy. Yeah. They would not have given that power if he wasn't that guy. Just look at the first scene, uh, one of the first scenes in Captain America at the training base. All these big muscular guys are making fun of him when he's still a little skinny mini. You know what I'm saying? Skinny mini. And then, and then what happened? These guys. And then what happened? They they uh they they uh, throw a grenade that was fake, but nobody knew to like to like see who covered it. Only person to jump on top, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, dude. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I just... Who's your favorite uh, Marvel superhero? My favorite Marvel superhero is Wolverine. DC? DC, Batman. Marvel? Wolverine? X-Men's part of Marvel? Well, well, comic book series, yeah. But but due to the Fox uh, purchase, yeah, Nick, uh, since last year, Wolverine is officially a Disney So you're character. telling me that in the comics, you have like those worlds combining oh all the time all the time man i gotta get on that oh man that sounds so cool oh it's oh it's the best like my favorite series which is a series that got me into comics was marvel civil war which it's not like see like you know how the movie had like 12 people this had like hundreds of heroes superheroes superheroes you have iron man mr fantastic um on odds right. as leaders of one side then you have wolverine and spider-man and human torch and everything else on one side as well x-men stood uh the, the x-men were actually uh like switzerland basically throughout that they don't want any smoke because they're at the end of the day they're a school as well yeah and and you have a bunch of young mutants because the whole point of civil war was that there was this group called the new mutants who caused an explosion that killed a school of like 600 kids wow yeah because they were filming a reality tv show wow yeah 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 and then that's and then that's how that happened where iron man and captain america ended up being the two leaders of their factions but in divided ways because iron man is as you saw as you see in the film just in case you didn't read the comics come on he basically made his money off weaponry so it's like well, captain america you would think would be the one on the side of the government but all that disillusion you're here asking people who are for free willing to risk their lives for the greater good to sign up to become government employees which i get why they need training but one hack that's it it's over it's over there was actually a part in the series where where uh captain uh iron man convinced spider-man to show his identity into the world wow he ended up having to move into Stark Tower because all his villains tried killing him. They actually did kill Aunt May. And yeah. Wow. And and and, and that's actually what caused. And then Iron Man didn't fall. Iron Man got Iron Man got so caught up in trying to be the good guy that he didn't follow through to the promises made to made to Peter Parker. So then he actually had to leave like secretly and become so imagine his secret his secret identity is out and he had to go jump to Team Captain America as a fugitive. Everybody knowing who Peter Parker is. Madness. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. So I'm excited for the future of DC, especially when Marvel kind of stuck in a weird limbo right now. Yeah, you know what I'm excited for? What? Knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning, ladies and gentlemen. Sirius XM. Channel 145. Slam Radio, 8 o'clock every Wednesday. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Hey, I really like this uh, comic book uh, little segment.
yeah yeah man, it was fun try to make this a reoccurring thing get, we, a, get a comic book and do a deep dive on it you know like a quick little 10 minutes you know okay hey guys just to pass the time can our podcast 2020 if you have any suggestions right recommendations on potential topping uh talking points let us know let us know man we're here for you what is it knr podcast 2020 at gmail at gmail.com instagram knr podcast twitter all that jazz spotify youtube we're there thank you guys so much it's T been a pleasure take care be safe and stay fun Keep guys on keeping on you fun guys the views and opinions expressed on knowledge nonsense and reasoning are entirely those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of slam radio